Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Digital Podcast. I'm Ian Broom and the following voices are those of directors Mel Kanarek and Chris Diamond. Hello. Hello. This is the second standalone episode dedicated to all the news, views and other exciting to-dos from Sheffield's digital sector. Did you write that? Just came to me. You mean we have to be exciting? Yep. That's a big, big ask, Ian. It's the rhyme. <laughs> Thank you, as always, to Rebel Base Media for allowing us to use their fantastic podcasting studio. You can go and use it yourself if you want. It's at Sheffield Technology Parks, and they do various other podcasting services too, including a new hosting platform called Captivate.fm. Um, we are going to go straight into an announcement. I told you it was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who's going to make the announcement? We haven't actually made the announcement yet because I think the announcement's being made officially on Monday and it's Friday when we record this, but by the time people are hearing this, it will have been made. It's that future past thing again (laughs) that we always get into (laughs) with this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, so the announcement is that um, we are taking over ownership of the Open Tech Calendar, which many people will know, many people won't know, but many people will know. Um, is uh, an open data uh, repository for um, tech event data that is created and run by James Baster up in Edinburgh. And we have been using it um, and uh, directing our event and meetup organisers in Sheffield to to use it since since we started pretty much. It's kind of been a core component of our um, ability to aggregate event data and put it into our calendar and syndicate it into Slack and, and elsewhere. So... That's the announcement. So, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll interview on the, you on this, Chris. Yeah, go on. So how did this come about? So we were using the calendar and... Yeah, we've used it for years. Yeah. Um, and we kind of incorporated it into our um, event aggregation process. Yeah. Um, and about a year ago, uh, James put on the Open Tech Calendar blog that he was looking to sell um, the platform. Um, because he didn't really have time to maintain it anymore and it was stagnating a bit and he thought, you know, he wanted to give it a new home, basically. He wanted it to carry on, but he wanted wanted to give it a new home. Um, and I remember, you know, I mentioned this in a board meeting pretty much a year ago, yeah. most exactly, um, and sort of said, you know, this is this is a problem for us. We don't know, you know, this, this it could close, it could shut down, it, you know, it would be a real shame because... You know, it's a very useful tool for us, you know, to, for, you know, because it's an open, because it's open data, anybody can add event data to it. You don't have to be, you know, the registered um, organizer of an event to add event data to it. So it allows us to curate, the, you know, our ecosystem and, and add events in. Um, obviously, Generally, we don't like adding events in on other people's behalf, so we contact them and suggest that they add events in. But if they add events into the Open Tech Calendar, we take automated feeds and, you know, they go into our calendar and they go into Slack, into the events channel in Slack. Um, and, you know, every every couple of weeks, um, Sarah goes through that data and creates the slide that, you know, we publish and that, you know, meetups use to show what other events are going on. And it's just, you know, it's all part of that process of bringing, uh, making people aware of what's going on and providing a, a really effective way for people who run events to get their message out, get, you know, get this out. It also integrates with, with meetup.com, which a lot of people use. So, so I, I was worried that it was going to be lost to us as a, as a thing to use. Um, but I also, at the time, I didn't really think that we had the resources to take it over. 
but what I was, changed? Well, um, James approached us, basically. Right. Um, so a few months later, uh, James, you know, um, sent me an email um, saying, you know, can you have a chat? Uh, obviously, Sheffield is one of the kind of heaviest users of, of Open Tech Calendar, and I've I've had conversations with James in the past, and you know, talked to him about some tweaks and things. Um, and he said, you know, he's he's um, struggled to find someone to buy it off him, um, uh, but that you know, Sheffield as a as you know a, a user of it, um, would we be interested in taking it over? And you know, basically, you know for no fee kind of thing, you know, like you'd kind of waive the fee for us to take it over if we were a good home for it and we were going to look after it and actually... So the real driver for James was that he wanted his baby to continue to thrive and grow in the world, even though he couldn't look after it anymore. Yes. Yeah. But I I think also he wanted it to to have the same values. I think that, you know, he wanted it to be an open, open data resource. It's, um, it's open source and open data. Um, and in fact, it, it, it's much more open source now than it was then. So as I say, this, you know, this all started about a year ago and it's taken quite a long time to get to this point. Um, and part of that has been just things are slow, um, but also getting the platform to the point where it is a, you know, almost entirely open source um, and um, everything's in place. Like we, you know, we understand, we've done our due diligence on the, on what it's going to take to administer it and look after it, you know, technically and also, you know, content wise, um, you know, we have an understanding of what, what the kind of curatorial principles are, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we also have a legal agreement in place and a migration plan and, you know, all of these things. Yeah. But I think beyond that, we also, it, you know, it's one thing to just take it on and, um, and maintain it as it is. Um, I think from our point of view, we, you know, certainly for the last six months or so have been, um, you know, thinking about what it could become, um, and, and, you know, how can it be more useful and, um, how can it, you know, we, for, for, it's a very important part of our infrastructure, if you like, um, and, but there are lots of other, you know, tech communities in other parts of the country and around the world. There's lots of other kind of cluster groups, a bit like ours. And we know from talking to them that they all struggle with events data. And none of them have really cottoned on to using OTC the way that we do either. So a lot of them put effort into manually curating this stuff. Um, so, you know, there's an opportunity for Open Tech Calendar to kind of become, you know, a piece of infrastructure for other tech clusters and for us to kind of... Ex- promote and explain to other um other members of the uk tech clusters group which we're which we're a member of um you know how we use it and how they could use it as well um but it, it could it also there's kind of there's a lack there's a general lack of places for um meetup support like you know places and platforms that really support event organizers tech event organizers to to share best practice to help them understand you know how to put a meetup on and what resources are available locally to them, but also how to make uh, meetups as accessible and as inclusive as possible. You know, how to make, you know, move away and provide, you know, more broader and, you know, more accessible experience for more people. Um, And I think there's a real opportunity for open tech calendar to become that, that resource for people as well. So, you know, it's, it's, 
it's you know it does it doesn't compete with Eventbrite. It doesn't really it doesn't compete with Meetup.com. You know, Eventbrite is about ticketing and 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 promoting events, and Meetup.com is about creating communities around a meetup. Um, but Open Tech Calendar is about open data. Um, and it could be about um, creating more inclusive, more accessible meetups yeah. as a resource and a community of organisers. Okay. So just one more question, because obviously this is all very new and we've got a transition period to go through. Yeah. But in the short term, are people going to see any difference? No. So it's just really. business as usual. Yeah. So so the, so the, the, the way that it's kind of all uh, planned is that there'll be a transition period um, and we will take over the, the running of it as it is. So, you know, there shouldn't, there shouldn't really be any noticeable difference. There might be some, some differences to the way that social media is handled possibly. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm also in the process of organising a meta meetup um, to bring local meetup organisers together um, to kind of have a conversation about what we could do with this resource now that we have, you know, that's kind of in our hands. Um, but ultimately what I would like is um, to transition ownership of the Open Tech Calendar to to a trust. So it's not, doesn't belong to Sheffield so, Digital, it belongs to something new. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it, it, it belongs to, you know, to... Uh, you know, to a trust that's a data trust, but also, um, you know, holds it as a community asset um, and in and, and, and a trust that is, uh, you know, more broad in its um, composition than just Sheffield. Yeah. Fantastic. So watch this space. Yeah. And would it be fair to say that if people are interested in getting involved with its development, they should get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Dr- right. dr- drop me a line, hit me up on, on Twitter or Slack. Um, look out for the Meta Meetup and come along. Uh, I'm sure it will form quite a large part of the conversation that we have there. Fantastic. That was exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was excited throughout. Is there anything more to say about the Meta Meetup or other than it's happening? Uh, I'm literally going around there after this podcast recording to, to fix a date, so I can't, I can't give a date yet, but it, it'll be sometime towards the end of November. Okay. It's always been useful. Speaking as someone who went to the both of them, I think, Yeah, um, it was very useful in deciding a few things when it came to actually setting up cool. Sheffield Content Club. I found it useful to speak to others. Yeah. Um, so yes. yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's it's you know, it's it, it it's annoying that it's been so long since the last one. To be honest, I, I've wanted to do them more regularly, but just haven't found the time to do so. Um, but it's probably going to be on a Monday, I would imagine, because that's the, the least popular day for other meetups. And obviously, I want to do it. I don't want it to clash. Yeah. Okay. So the first quarterly briefing from Sheffield Digital was published um, recently. Um, yeah. How was that received? How did it go? I think the reception has been overwhelmingly positive. Stella. Uh, we've had emails from people saying, thank you for this. We think it's really good. It provides a really clear narrative around the tech scene in Sheffield and the city region. Um, I think, yeah, the, the trick now is to get the second one out. <laughs> it's that, that difficult second novel. <laughs> I've heard that could be problematic. <laughs> are, th- are those people That's such a terrible comparison? It's like four pages. It, it, it felt very personal. I'll be honest; it felt like it a personal attack. It wasn't intended that way, and you know it. Um, are, are the people that are reading it at the council? Uh, are they reading it uh, the printed version? And if they are, can you ever imagine them having? Would, would they have read it if it was like a PDF that you send them in the email? I know that's a very weird I think, question. I think people but... at the council probably would because it's local. I think the, the printed version is more impactful to people outside of Sheffield that probably would have ignored an email. Yeah, and also people who, who perhaps don't know Sheffield Digital very well yet. Mm. In fact, I've had, I've had paper ones returned by people at the council because they know how, how 
you know, they, they, they're like happy to read it online and they've got the PDF and they yeah. don't really need the paper copy and they want us to give the paper copy to more important people than them. So yes. it's been, it's really nice, you know, the, yeah. the, we've had people sort of say, no, don't, I don't need this. And it's brilliant. And like, and they're actually reusing the copy, like, you know, the, um, so Sheffield Council, City Region, Chamber. University. University. They're, they're all taking copy from it and using it in their messaging, which yeah. is exactly what we wanted them to do. Yeah. So. What if you're a less important person who might listen to this podcast? Uh, what would you say to those people? Can they just pick one up? How do you get hold of this thing? So uh, the best thing to do is to go to the website where there are individual blog posts that pull out key areas of the report, but also there's a link to the PDF if you want that. If you really, really, really want a paper copy, we do still have some left. Um, just ask me or Chris and we'll arrange to get one to you. Yeah, yeah. We've literally, we've we've posted over 70 copies, I think. And we only printed 100. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, and there's another one coming as well. It is quarterly. That's is, a, yeah, a bit yeah. of a problem in the title. <laughs> I know, right? So that's... <laughs> you know that thing about, you know, when you want to change your behaviour, you want to, t- you know, like you tell everybody about it so you can't grenade. Yeah. So just remind you, it's your project, Chris. <laughs> I've intentionally stuck it in the title to force me to do it. Speaking of your projects, Chris, when's the next showcase? Uh, 12th of December. Yep. So uh, that's quite soon. Yes. Christmas one, jumpers? Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be a bit of a Christmas bash, I think. Woohoo. Um, uh, there'll, there'll be an announcement very soon. Um, I've, I think four of the five speakers are basically lined up, um, and just sort another one out. If anybody's got something they want to come and showcase, then, then let me know. But, um, yeah, the announcement should go out in the next week or so, uh, and you'll see who's coming to speak. And don't forget that if you've missed previous showcases, is, 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 mm. you can watch the videos on our YouTube channel. That's right. Yeah. 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 They're getting quite a bit of attention actually. Yeah. That's great. And I, and the companies involved are also using them in their embedding them and using them. So yeah. Great. I quite often point people there when they say to me, so what kind of tech does go on in Sheffield? Yeah. I'm like, well, you go. check it out. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Festival 2020. Um, there was a meetup this week. What's the update? Yeah. So we had um, a really nice get together, just ask people to come along and tell us what they thought about the festival this year and how it should be next year. So this is the Sheffield Digital Festival. This is the Sheffield Digital Festival. Festival? You confuse me now. What other festival is there, Ian? Well, I was just clarifying because I just said the festival, so I thought I would would add some uh, context. Then when I said it out loud, I thought that doesn't quite sound right. Yeah. So yes, the Sheffield Digital Festival adds in the first one that we did in May of this year, the second one, which we'll be doing in May of next year. Anyway, had a really good conversation with people who came along a lot of good suggestions of things we could do differently, better, add in, um, some good feedback on things people liked, which was really nice. And best of all, people volunteering to help with the organisation for next year, because we do want it to be bigger and we do want it to be even more tuned in to what the local community wants. And we want it to be um, interesting and accessible to a wider audience as well. Um, So the next step will be to pull together kind of an organising group of people who are actually going to do the work to make the festival happen. In the meantime, if you didn't get to the meetup this week and if you either have suggestions, ideas, or you'd like to volunteer to help out a little bit, do please get in touch with me and I will loop you in. Fantastic. And Top Tech Yorkshire, you've been on the judging panel uh, this week, recently? Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago now. Um 
And yeah, I was asked to be a judge. Top Tech Yorkshire is done. It's a collaboration between a legal firm in Leeds called Mills and Reeve and businessdesk.com, which is an online business magazine. Um, so I went to represent South Yorkshire. Um, I was pleased to see that there were quite a few Sheffield companies who'd entered. And I will say, I was proud of you all. You made a really good show. Um, the winners are going to be announced next week. So on the 7th of November, um, there is a big event in Leeds about it. But Was the judging kind of Eurovision style or was there some, uh, some level of impartiality involved? Um, it was actually very thorough. We went through every single entry. Um, we'd been given them all to read and score beforehand. And then we discussed scores where there wasn't consensus and we did some ranking and things like that. But it there was a crazy time consuming. Oh my goodness. The amount of time yeah. I, d I did not realise that. And honestly, I will think twice about doing it again, mm. especially as we got the, all of the stuff on a Friday afternoon and oh. we had to have it scored by close of play on the Monday which I wasn't crazy about. No, there goes your weekend. Yeah. Um, but, dear listener, I soldiered <laughs> on. <laughs> I played my part. Okay. Um, because I think these things are important because they do recognise what's going on and yeah. they do give profile to what's going on and there are opportunities for people to get publicity that they might not otherwise get. Um, I do think there must be ways to make it less labour-intensive, though, while still being fair and, and a good judging mm -hmm. process. Great. And the careers event, uh, careers event at the University of Sheffield um, that takes place every year. Is that right? Or is it twice a year? Um, oh, I don't know. I know there's definitely one in October, November time. Whether there's another one in the spring, I'm not there's sure. There's a Helen one in the spring. Uh, that's ah, right. okay. So that's what, yeah. Yeah. So um, really, I just wanted to say that it was the first time that we'd done this as, mm. you know, Sheffield Digital representing the digital industries. Um, it went really well. Loads of students attended and came and had proper conversations with us and really wanted to know about what was going on. wanted to say a big thank you to all the companies who sent us material to put into the slideshow that we used. And also a big thank you to the companies where individual employees came along and spent an hour on the stand talking to students. That, was, that just made all the difference um, and it made it really engaging. So I hope that we'll be able to do it again next year. And again, do it bigger, do it better. Um, already had some suggestions of, of how we can improve next time. That's brilliant. It was a, a success. Yeah. And the, the company's got really behind it. You know, we kind of, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have exhibited otherwise. They wouldn't have got in front of these students. Well, exactly. We that, that's why we wanted to do it. It's an opportunity stand. for the ones that haven't got the time or the resource mm. to take a stand themselves is just come and be represented through the organisation. Mm. Makes total sense. And Mel, you also went to Barnsley College and you've met the new head of digital there. Yeah, I did. So, um, Barnsley College is really reinventing itself. Um, I don't expect many people in Sheffield know it particularly. It's a sixth form college. Um, they've got lovely new buildings. Um, they're redeveloping some of their existing buildings to be part of the new digital campus mm -hmm. in Barnsley as well. And they have appointed someone whose whole role is about growing the digital offer and engaging with employers and getting employers involved in the college. And I just had a really positive and really encouraging conversation with him and will certainly be coming 
out and talking to Sheffield companies about how they can look outside of Sheffield and look to Barnsley as well to get involved with um, talking to young people and not just young people because the college does offer adult ed uh, courses as well. Um, so yeah, I just want people to know about that because it, it was again really positive. That's great for them to reach out like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's through the good connections that we have with the Digital Media Centre in Barnsley. And also, I mean, I, I worked up there for a year and a half, so have a little bit of a network. But just seeing the college invest in someone whose whole reason for being is to make sure that the college is responding to the needs of the digital economy, that makes that yeah. makes me happy. What made them do that, though? That's what made them take, what made them take that leap. Well, I expect Tracy Johnson had a huge role to play in it. Barnsley's always been really switched on as a council about digital, um, far more so than other local authorities. And I think partly it's because it's a smaller borough, um, so they can be a bit more fleet of foot, a bit more agile. Mm. Their chief executives in the past have tended to be very digitally interested, um, if not digitally savvy. Mm. Um, and I just think, you know, Barnsley has, as a, as a town economy, has huge challenges. Um, They're desperate and, to transition, aren't and they? And they just recognise that they really, really need to change. They need to create um, more high-skilled people, more um, opportunities for people to have proper careers in well-paying jobs with longevity, more opportunities for young people to, to keep them in the region and in the town. And they recognise that digital is where it's at. Okay, this next section is going to be called From the Blog, because this is all stuff that I've uh, found on the blog recently. Also, I wondered whether we, we dropped the good news. Um, we can call it the good news section if you want. Yeah, <laughs> let's call it the good news section. We like that. I've, I've added a bunch of things in Okay, around good news, because there's been quite a lot of good news recently. So this section is called Chris's Good News. <laughs> and We've things got... from the blog. <laughs> Catchy. <laughs> Uh, we shall start by saying that uh, Sheffield's Additive Manufacturing Technologies, so AMT, that's a company, has received a huge funding boost to develop and accelerate sales of its 3D printing post-production technologies. So that's pretty good news for yeah, them. Yeah, well done, Joseph. Yeah, it's terrific, and, and with big expansion in the US as well. Brilliant. Another new meetup in the city. So we have uh, Product Tank Sheffield, which is not a new meetup as such. It's an international meetup brand, some might say, mm -hmm. on the blog. Um and, uh, and we've got a post on there. So we've got to meet the meetup post on the website where we caught up with the organisers and find, uh, to find out more and how it's going and all that kind of thing. Do you know much about this apart from what's on the blog post? No, I'm afraid not. I haven't had the opportunity to go yet. Um, seeing the tweets from the last one, it was a really, really good mm. meetup. Um, and I think anyone who's interested in product design, product development... Uh, be well worth going along. Yeah, they've done a really good effort of making it inclusive as well. I think yeah. it was quite a um, you know, diverse group of people that went last time. Cool. Great. And then um, the Tech Set Go, which I think we mentioned before, developer course, yeah. a new training program that connects employers to a diverse pool of future developers. So, yeah, we definitely mentioned this a few episodes ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so, so this is one of those opportunities for employers to um, engage with people who wouldn't normally consider careers in tech. Um, and it's a little pilot program being run through the Developer Academy to give um, particularly women and uh, people who are non-neurotypical mm -hmm. an opportunity to have a go at some basic web development and basic coding. But in that way, 
to also get exposed to employers and jobs and the sorts of things that digital companies do. Um, yeah, so this is this is a program that's been run through the Developer Academy. Ben Affer, who was here on our podcast yeah. back in February or sometime, wasn't it? March, maybe? Was it earlier this year? I forget. Yeah. Um, so it's great for him. Yeah. And just to kind of flag up for the future is that there's um, another similar sort of program that's going to be running out of uh, what was Red Tape Studios, um, who also are going to be looking for employer engagement. So I'll be coming out with news about that as soon as I've got it. Fantastic. Now, Chris, uh, either you're not on the Wi-Fi, I'm not on the Wi-Fi, or possibly both. Yeah. But, uh, any information you've added that, is, that comes under the category of Chris's good news is not on my document. So let me know when you're finished. All right. So um, so there's a few things that have uh, that have happened. I don't, did we mention this last podcast? I don't think so. So Tutorful have just had um, over £3 million worth of investment, yes. which is fantastic for them. So yeah. that's, I think, third or fourth round investment and they I think they're really solidifying as the kind of market leader in in uh, tutoring platforms in the country so that's that's awesome news for them mm-hmm. uh one disco moving out of electric works yep and expanding as well moving into castle house they are yeah yep so there's, that means space freeing up in, in electric works as well. I mean, Wandisco have been the anchor tenant there pretty much since it opened. And it's yes, they've been in there ago. for a long time, yeah. but it's it's really interesting and exciting that they're going down to Castle House. Yep. Uh, three squared, they're growing, uh, adding another 14 people to their team, I think. So yep. that's off the back of um, more rail smart wins for them, yep. which is fantastic news. Um, and then lastly... Um, a big shout out to the to the kids at Team Titan for going to Shandong in in China and yeah. winning the Chinese regional round of the World Educational Robotics Competition, um, which qualifies them for the finals in Shanghai in December, I think. Yes. Um, along with, I think there's at least one other Sheffield team that's qualified there, and then there's a there's teams also competing for the VEX competition with the finals in Kentucky next year as well. Wow. So it'd be great to get those guys on the podcast actually to celebrate their their regional win. Yeah. Um, or maybe when they come back from from Shanghai this time and, and see how they did. Yeah. But also just to kind of have a conversation about all of these amazing robotics teams that the city is producing at the moment and uh, how they can be better supported. Marvellous. On to the events. Lots going on in the next few weeks. We have on the 3rd of November, which could be today. Who knows? I don't know when you listen to this. Go Sheffield uh, hacking events. That's on the 3rd of November. On the 4th is Smart Sheffield, um, which I've heard is a, a very popular event. <laughs> um, on the 5th, we've got .NET Chef. We've also got Startup Meetup on the 5th, Chef Test on the 6th, on the 7th, always a busy Thursday, uh, Barclays AI Frenzy, Go Sheffield, ML Sheffield and Sheffield Content Club. That's all on the same day. We have on the 11th, the Digital digital Meat Manufacturing, Breakfast and Bites. On the 12th, we have Co Club Meetup. On the 19th, is the next Sheffield Women in Tech Meetup. On the 20th, Yorkshire Cybersecurity Cluster Meeting. On the 21st of November, it's still on November, on the 21st, the secret that digital consultants don't want you to know. That's more of a statement than an event, it sounds like, but it sounds interesting. Uh, Also on the 21st, Product Tank Yorkshire and Sheffield PHP and Immerse Sheffield. So another popular, I bet that's a Thursday as well, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then on the 22nd, it's Startup Weekend Sheffield. And on the 23rd, it's the Urban Flows Data Hack that we mentioned in a couple of 
mentioned on a couple of episodes ago when we interviewed Rowett. Yeah. Wow. So I think that's 23rd and 24th. So that's over the whole weekend, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, that's right. So busy November. Yeah. Same with Startup Weekend. That's over the weekend yeah, as well, true. isn't yeah. it? The clue's in the title. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I think that's it. Have I missed anything there? Uh, Event-wise, no. We need to give a little shout-out to our newest company member. We do. That's Roaring Mouse PR. Yep. Huge thank you to them for uh, signing up to become company members. And uh, we have uh, we have no individual members sign up since uh, last time, which is uh, upsetting. But there we go. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. It's not. There are so many people already signed up anyway, you know. People can't sign up twice. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Apple Podcasts or whichever app you prefer to do so in. You can find it more at sheffield.digital slash podcast. And uh, we post all of these episodes on the Sheffield Digital website too, where you can find the show notes. So that's links to all the stuff that we've talked about in the last 20 to 30 minutes. And that's it. Until next time. ta Bye.